Hi, Black Hollywood Live fans. Today we're talking about the Dakota Access Pipeline, the Oakland Warehouse Fire, and Joe McKnight's killer is arrested. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Lives. Justice is served. Hello and welcome to Justice is Served. Thanks for joining us on Justice, where we talk about the latest in legal news every single week here on Black Hollywood Live. My name is Chelsea Galicia, and I am joined by a full house of co-hosts. We've got our new co-host, Dominique Price. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. Uh, A little bit about Dominique. Four years ago, she became an attorney, worked uh, for the Portland Trailblazers. Mm -hmm. Fancy. And then now, I really love (laughs) that you're working general counsel for a nonprofit started by Starbucks. Very cool. And then we've got... The old kids. <laughs> <laughs> Yummy Abayami and Shaka Smith. Hi, guys. Hi. Glad to hey, be here. good to see you. So we've got a massive rundown and not a whole lot of time, so let's get to it, shall we? First of all, what the F is up with the mistrial of Michael Slager? Who here was surprised by that? Totally not surprised. surprised. Really? Not totally. surprised. Wait, really? That video is so. You were like, you, you were surprised or not surprised? Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, no, I was surprised. He's too. running you guys away. Were I was not surprised at all. Really? I mean, literally six white males, five white women, and one black male as a jury, and we're surprised that it, there's a mistrial. I was surprised because yeah. this was one of the instances where we had clear cut video footage. Yeah. It wasn't that the videotape started mm-hmm. halfway into the you know the shooting or right after the shooting. You saw the man running away. You yeah. saw the distance between the, the victim and the officer. You saw the officer the, shoot the gun. You saw the officer drop the taser next yeah. to the body. I mean, this and was even one pro, instance where everything yeah. was right there. Because even some pro-police forces kind of came out and said, well, mm-hmm. this one, yeah, not, yeah. okay, that, was, that, that one's not So, right, it, so. it looks like we got here because, and they won't say for sure, but yeah. it was like one juror who said he or she just refused to uh, vote for a conviction. Yeah. yeah. And that whole thing throws it off. And so next step is what? But, new trial. trial. But was it clear whether it was not maybe the elevated murder charge? Where they couldn't decide between which murder charge? No, I no. don't know, because yeah. they gave the jury two options, yeah. murder and manslaughter. Yeah. And So if one juror wants murder and the, other, the rest want manslaughter, it's still going to result in mistrial. Theoretically, yes. Yeah, so, so my, I think my sense is they had an argument over which level of murder, murder, manslaughter. I don't, I don't, I, we'll I'd be shocked know. to find out it was right. not yes, guilty true. versus um, one of the charges. So I think that's why they're very um, optimistic about their chances oh, for the retrial. I mean, this is so annoying. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess, <laughs> so annoying. I mean, if I were a taxpayer in this, I would say, I'm like, we got to go through this all over again. The poor jurors who were on there, yeah. some of them who were crying mm-hmm. when the mistrial yeah. was announced and that whole thing, I mean, uh, annoying is is too mild of a word, yeah. actually, of what I'm feeling. Like, I cannot believe that it was this laid out, this clear, and still we have but one. It wasn't not the, guilty. Yeah, it the wasn't thing not is that guilty. it wasn't yeah. guilty. It was a mistrial. They'll re- and they have said, we we are going to retry this yeah. case. I would have been surprised if it was a not guilty. Oh, like, yeah. with these particular facts, there's yeah. no way that there was going to be a not guilty. Yeah. It being yeah. a mistrial, I wasn't surprised. Well, then, now the interesting effect that this will have on another case in the same state, mm-hmm. Dylan Roof. <laughs> Dylan Roof's attorneys, and yeah, even though he's representing himself, he still gets attorneys to advise him on, on well, things. Well, they, they changed that now. So I guess he's going to be represent, he'll be represented um, by attorneys in the guilty phase, and then in the penalty phase, he'll represent himself. Yes. So now his attorneys are saying this verdict, or lack thereof, on the Michael Slager case is going to impact this case. Mm-hmm. Uh, because now 
the public is going to really want a guilty verdict since Michael Slager wasn't convicted. Do yeah. you think that that has any merit at all? What a, it was a creative argument. I, Cre- I was like, Daring I, creative. I was like, oh, I like that ridiculous, but I, I, I like that you kind of thought that one up. But yeah, just a ridiculous argument. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To say we don't trust our juries. Right. They, 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 <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. They can't. They can't weigh the evidence mm-hmm. kind of independently. In a completely separate trial, right. <laughs> it has nothing to do with their client. Alright, yeah, because when you shoot nine people and kill them, that alone is not going to yeah. get you Exactly, as if, the, as if the facts of the case yeah. in and of itself isn't enough. I just felt like he wanted something to talk about. Like, I just yeah. didn't even see, like, a correlation between the two besides the fact that they're closed geographically. Yeah. Right, same state. I mean, ugh. Okay, so now on to some good news, kind of, sort of, for the Dakota Access Pipeline yeah. saga. Over the weekend... Uh, it was announced that the Army Corps of Engineers was not going to grant an easement or a passage mm-hmm. um, that would allow the pipeline to be built. And so this was seen as a huge victory for the people that have been camped out now for a, yeah. a month or two. Uh, and a slew of veterans, thousands of veterans, went into Standing Rock to help act as like human shields mm-hmm. for the water protectors. And so this was seen originally as a victory when it was announced that this pipeline was either going to have to be rerouted. It was already, this was the rerouting. Mm-hmm. I think what people don't know is originally it was supposed to go through a town, and the people of the town said, heck Isn't no. Is this the third time it's been rerouted? Yeah. It, it's definitely the, at least the third yeah, time that they've the discussed you know, rerouting. So, of course, Dakota Access Pipeline doesn't like this, so they have filed a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Um would, do you think that their arguments for this lawsuit have any, you know, are they strong enough to make this pipeline go anywhere? Oh, man. <laughs> the opinions on this one are not as quickly forthcoming as well, the other. I will say the, the Army Corps of Engineers made a point to say mm-hmm. we're not, we're rerouting, but we have the full legal right to put this where we want. Right. So um, I think that um, weighs heavily in their favor. For the company? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's going to get built? Yes. No! Really? <laughs> yes. I, I, I think it'll be built. I was doing a little digging the other day, and I was really, really surprised to find out that Donald Trump owns stock in the company. And so I think is that, it that an energy partners is is that or, and there's a lot of there's a lot of different companies. like subsidies like wrapped up in the company, but he owns a great deal but, of stock. But but he owned it right because I, I, the last report I heard is that he sold all of his stock in June. I got it. Right. Well, you mean all of the stock? Dis- my, we will never uh, know. Yeah, we'll yeah, never yeah, know because yeah. we'll. I mean, never certainly, see those no, I, I, he, he might still have ties. But my understanding is he stole all the stock in June. I, this has been such a huge case; it's got so much attention that I do not see the pipeline getting built. Yeah. Um, if it were to be built, it'd be like right. years after when so, Right. Yeah. I, and I think that's what they're going to do. Yeah. I think they're going to play a little stall tactic. Yeah. I think they're going to allow the media attention to go down just for optics. And yeah. when no one's really thinking about it, they will. You know, frustrate another town, reroute it, and they will get their pipeline, and we'll all pretend like we didn't see it coming. Uh, yeah, well, I, yeah, oh. I certainly don't think it's going to mm-hmm. change this, this idea that um, they could really do whatever they want in these lands. And so, I think you'll see more things like this, but I don't think it'll be built right there. Yeah. yeah. So, in I terms agree. of lawsuits, not so we have Dakota Access filing this lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Then we have a, a, a class action suit by the National Lawyers Guild against the Morton County police officers for excessive force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, was that only to stop them from using the rubber bullets and all that stuff, or was that actually to seek damages on behalf of people that got hit with this stuff? 
It was like my, water cannons. Yeah, my understanding was, was two separate yeah. suits. Yeah. So so one would be a damage suit, and then mm-hmm. the other one with an injunction to stop them from using those munitions. Okay, because at first I thought it was only an injunction. And I'm like, okay, well that's not going to go anywhere yeah. because if they're not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I think it's a I'm suit glad for the that there's injury mm-hmm. that's already taken place. Okay, good. Because one woman, I'm not sure if she actually did, but like had to have her arm amputated yes. or was facing amputation yeah. because she got shot in the arm with something. Someone may have even lost an eye, I believe, or went blind yeah. an eye. Yeah. Not cool. And then I think there was one other lawsuit that now is sort of... Well, I mean, here's the thing. Not a lawsuit. So the company that wants to put in the pipeline has said, screw it, we're going to do it. That's mm-hmm. That was their public statement. Yeah. Basically, screw it, we're going to do it, and we'll just pay the fine, which is probably like 50 grand or something like that. Yeah. Do you think that this is a case with enough attention that the attorney general's office or somebody is going to step in to actually stop them? Or you think they'll just have to pay this little, I mean, $50,000 for this it's company nothing. for a $3.8 billion well, dollar yeah. pipeline yeah. is like the pipeline, 25 cents for you and I. I just don't think the pipeline is going to be happening through, um, through Standing Rock at all. Mm-hmm. So it's just, whether someone steps in or the company says, wait, we should just pull off, it's not going to happen. It doesn't seem like they're yeah. backing off at all. In fact, they've gone on the offensive and said, well, the Standing Tribe... Um, should have uh, Standing Rock Tribe should have come to the table earlier. Actually, they did yeah, years ago. Yeah. They told you stop this, yeah. and you didn't listen. And now you're trying to say they didn't come yeah. forward at all. So I think these people are just morons. But yeah, but I want to know who's yeah. running their communications right. department. <laughs> I think it was the CEO yeah. Kelsey. What's his schmuck? Whatever, <laughs> just came out with his own statement. Like we're going to do this anyway. Yeah. No, I that really really pisses me off that he just yeah. thinks he's like I, I'm just going to pay the fine. Well, I mean, well a lot, of, a, a lot yeah. of business owners, yeah. they look at the risk analysis, like what's going to make yeah. more sense for us to stop production on this pipeline or for me to pay the fine, yeah. and normally they'll just I mean, pay that the just fine. Requ- I mean, this, this, is, this is a whole other topic, but this is pr- the problem with our uh, corporations right yeah. now. It's only about the bottom line. Nobody gives a hoot about the environment, water, sustainability, yeah. just profits, bottom line, and I'm going to stop there because <laughs> otherwise I'm going to get really pissed. Okay. Uh, Something else that's really sad that's bound to piss you off. (laughs) This Oakland warehouse fire where, I mean, what's the last count? 36 people died. Um, It's not like this is the first time that there has been a fire in something. Shouldn't we have learned lessons by now? Apparently not. And now I don't know if it's you know, consolation prize, but there might be charges stemming. I mean, I, I, I wish that something would have been done in advance. And apparently this guy, the owner, was cited for violations maybe about a year ago, mm-hmm. and it wasn't enough to change Yeah, and anything. they were aware that people were living there in, like, unsafe conditions. Well, and so, yeah. the, the owner says he, well, he claims he wasn't <laughs> well, aware yeah. that people were living there. Yeah, but, yeah, but there were complaints, I believe, with, um, the, with Oakland that, that there were people living there in this unsafe uh, manner. But, you know, I think it speaks to that larger problem of, like, the artists having to move to different spaces and mm-hmm. not being able to afford different rent. And, you know, it, it's such a it's just a larger problem that needs to be addressed um, with community housing and mm-hmm. the regulations and making sure things are safe and that people that are, you know, having to move out of cities can find a place of, like, housing that is acceptable. But So do you, you think know. that enough of the responsibility falls on the owner that he should face criminal charges? I think it falls on the owner in the city because from what I was reading, people had um, made complaints to the actual city letting them know, you know, who that people were living there. And so I feel like the ownership has to be on both parties. 
Like, if you were made aware as a city official or the police department that individuals were living there, can you show me what you guys did to... I don't think they ever made it inside. I thought it was reported that there were complaints about this warehouse and that there was blight and that they had let trash pile up Mm -hmm. outside, but that they weren't able to... And that there might have been people living, but the inspectors couldn't get gain entry into the warehouse. So they were never really able to further their investigation. Right, but my question was, why didn't you push that a little bit further? Like, if this is your job to go out and investigate, Investigate, and you couldn't gain entry. Why couldn't you gain entry? Like, what were your steps to try and figure it out? Like, this is your job. But I I do think they may, in some ways, luck out here because it's going to be very difficult to find out what causes fire. Right. So I mean, you know, and in Oakland, they have a a refrigerator maybe to blame. They had about a a few different theories. Yeah, I think I was reading that the the chief of the fire departments that they're not even close to figuring out what the cause could was. Could have been pyrotechnics, mm-hmm. could have been a cigarette. So, you know, if the cause of it is unrelated to, you know, the blight of the warehouse, then certainly no one would be, you know, at well, fault. But if, if there arson, was not you know. proper exits, I mean, he would be cited. I don't know if that would be sufficient for criminal charges. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I... I, I feel I feel bad. I mean, my mom is a uh, a commercial property owner, so I could just imagine how she would feel if something like this happened in one of her buildings. Uh, and I, I I wouldn't think that criminal charges would be appropriate. Well, that's knowing my mom because she's yeah. so on top of it and she tries to keep everybody safe mm-hmm. and comfortable yeah. and all that. And we don't know how this guy was, but if it seems like this was like a refuge for artists who couldn't afford yeah. a. a a place to live and this is was their place and he allowed it to happen didn't mean anything by it but I don't know if he kept you know sufficient entry or exit ways it's, and yeah yeah it said there was only one usable exit mm-hmm. I mean I think at the very least maybe he gets charged with you know misdemeanor kind yeah. of code violations yeah. uh, but not responsible for the death I think it just depends yeah. on what he knew how, how yeah. much he knew did he mm-hmm. know that people yeah. were living there you know and, and can and, they prove it and they, can yeah. they prove that fire was the result of the conditions in the warehouse and I, I think it might be very difficult this yeah. time so oh, it's unfortunate really sad situation all right another. Uh, Sad situation. Joe McKnight, former NFL player, was killed over the weekend in some sort of road rage incident. Mm -hmm. And what was unusual about this was that the guy who killed him was arrested but then, like, let go instantaneously. And then now has been re-arrested and is like, let me out of here. Why the heck does he think he can kill somebody and then just go home and have a cup of tea? Yeah, I mean... Well, he did. Yeah, he did. Well, I guess the question, why does he think he <laughs> yeah. to do that again, twice in one week? Well, I was just really concerned about the kind of full-throated defense of releasing him from, um, what was it, Norman, uh, that said, you know, we took our time to look at the evidence, but it, it wasn't typical. Here was a suspect that admitted to the shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, he's on the scene. Mm-hmm. He's got a defensive stance. If this were a black guy, he probably wouldn't have killed. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but you know, he's taken into custody and released when he's admitted to the shooting. So that was just an unusual step. Um, of course, Norman cited several reasons as to why that took place. But for me, they didn't watch. I don't know how you guys felt. I just didn't think the reasons that they stipulated as to why they let him go clearly made sense to me. Yeah. Um, I think that they should have kept him. And I think it, it paints a larger larger picture as to why yeah and apparently he had been um in an altercation actually at that same intersection mm-hmm. some years prior well, I didn't know so it was you the know, same one as much as they talk about doing an investigation and doing research and, and having to let him go while they finish yeah. that research you would have thought that yeah. in doing that research they would have seen that oh this guy actually might have a violent history maybe it is important to keep him 
uh, while we're exploring mm-hmm. that. It was another road rage incident. Yeah. I didn't know it was at the same mm-hmm. dang intersection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. follow the guy. And then, yeah. Yeah, so the police him. are saying, well, in this state we have, you know, sort of a, a stand-your-ground defense type law, which should trigger memories of Trayvon Martin and George Zimmerman, and should further trigger your memories of the documentary 13th, which I'm sure everybody (laughs) out there has seen already and then watched our special on it. Um, So does that help make any more sense of why this went this way? You think Mm -hmm. even... I mean, because it seems as the stand-your-ground self-defense thing is puts the onus back on the other person to prove that, that... they deserve to not get shot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they do. Apparently, they have a very robust stand your ground law there. And he says that the guy got out of his car and approached him. And at that point, he feared for his life and that he shot from the the car. And I guess if the t- if the officers take that as true, uh, then maybe that's why they felt comfortable releasing him. Because yeah. to them, he has a defense. Yeah. And therefore, they're going to let him go. I just wonder if that would be applied universally amongst every. Well, know, we know that it yeah. wouldn't, and I think yeah. that's probably Thank the most frustrating. Thank you for stating that. Nobody yeah. wants to I say think out that's loud. the most frustrating yeah. part is that you know that this wouldn't have gone down the exact same way if, if it would have been a minority black yeah. and the victim was white. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's just frustrating to see that it continues to be a cycle that we. And so I think you would hope that at the very least, this case would. At give some equal treatment to black defendants if they're found in the same situation. So everyone's treated the, equally. The, the the police officer or sheriff who did the uh, the press conference and then quoted, you know, the N-word and all sorts of yeah. colorful language that has been used to criticize the department, he seemed to not understand that this is about a long-standing mm-hmm. frustration about the unfair treatment. He seemed to just totally be focused in on just this single case. It's just very short-sighted of him. I understand you don't like to be insulted. I don't know what the point is of broadcasting those insults in a press conference, but whatever, he wanted to do that. And so... It just it, it makes it seem so obvious, Mike. You don't get it. You yeah. really just don't get it. Hopefully, I'll wake up soon. Then the other question that came up for me in seeing the charge of the manslaughter mm-hmm. versus murder is: Do you think that road rage, road rage, is a sufficient like it gets you worked up in the heat of the moment? Doesn't give you enough time to cool off. The same yeah. as the standard heat, heat of, of passion, passion. crime yeah. is, you know, walking in on your spouse in the middle of them cheating on you. Right? That's sort of like the standard. Is that the, the case that you yeah. guys already yeah. lost? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I'm thinking to myself, walking in on, like, you know, husband-wife versus road rage, is that the same thing that gets you... Uh, reduced from murder to manslaughter. I agree. I think it is similar to the heat of passion. I mean, I think of myself in the morning when I'm on the one-on-one and I'm (laughs) like, you know, zoning out and I'm singing and somebody cuts me off and I turn into a totally different person for a good three minutes. And then I go back into my flow of the morning. So I do feel like it falls under that same definition. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what they do here. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, you, I think you obviously the you know the feelings yeah. are different, but certainly I think the rage is rage. the same. Yeah. Yes, rage. No, no. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I get irritated when somebody cuts me off or someone is moving a bit too slowly. I get irritated, but am I going flying into a rage such that I'm going to reach for my gun and and, and shoot somebody? Well, well, given given what they had done, I, I would think so because you know one guy cut him off and he cut the guy back mm-hmm, off. They were going back and, and, and forth. And this was a back and forth words were exchanged, so it wasn't just 
cut me off once, they were like heatedly arguing as they're driving. So I think that gives it more, um, it rises to that level that you would be caught in the heat of passion and, you know, shoot someone. I can see that. I've been that angry. <laughs> <laughs> I've been that angry, yeah. Okay, I, note to self, don't cut off these I two I keep no the firearms road. in my car. Right? I'll just declare that now for you and the police as, as well. Yeah. All right. So now, uh, everybody watch your computers. Or, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter if you watch your computers, but the FBI is going to have a much easier time hacking into them with this new Rule 41 that allows one judge to sign a a search warrant for a bunch of computers across the country, whereas right now a judge would sign a a warrant Mm -hmm. and that warrant would be good for a specific computer, at least computers in that jurisdiction. jurisdiction. Now it's like a judge in L.A. can sign one that searches a computer in Georgia. Right, or, or starting tomorrow. It's worldwide. Yeah, it was worldwide. Yeah, and it seems almost an expansion because I know we a couple of years ago. Almost. We had, well, mm-hmm. we had we had a case that said when you look at a computer, it's the same as you know for a particular item. It's the same as like looking at it's got to be in plain sight. Mm-hmm. You can't go look at other files mm-hmm. and then find some defendant's wrongdoing. So it was happy to see some limitation there, but this looks like a very broad sweeping intrusion. It doesn't look like it. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> it is. It is happening. Yeah. And the lack I mean, of that's crazy. Yeah. And and nobody. I, I feel like this should be a big story, and it's nobody's not. talking about it except us. Right. I was. I mean, I was surprised to hear about it, even just in reading reading about it. Uh, I hadn't heard anything back when the Supreme Court made the decision. I think six months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when it first popped up in the first place. Well, and so I don't this, remember hearing the, much about that. The weird thing is, a rule like this is not generally decided upon by a conference of federal judges. Mm -hmm. A conference of federal judges usually comes together to do some housekeeping with the rules. This seems like it should take an act of Congress to do this, but it kind of was just swept up in, like, a little change. Well, they had the option to either delay the rule or kill it, and I think there was probably some thought, thought that, you know, with Barack Obama in the White House and the Congress, you know, being a, G- a Republican-led Congress, that that rule would either be extended or um, they'd give more time to make mm-hmm. decisions or just be killed altogether. So I, I think it's raising concerns now because it looks like we're going to have a Republican but president But this was never opened up for conversation. There were no hearings about just this. Well, yeah. only, only recently, oh, at the, yeah. kind of at the 11th hour, mm-hmm. where you had some senators saying, no, 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 this is... And by then, it was like... Nobody cared. It's right. too late. Yeah. Exactly. So and it's just troubling that the word hacking is not even really defined. So no. what they can actually do, we that's going to have to be a court case after they overreach. You know, So we're going to have to wait for missteps on the government's right. part to hack us right. for us to get some sort of framework right. to control this. I mean, this is one of the things that drives me kind of bananas, is that Americans seem to be obsessed with the Second Amendment and care nothing about the Fourth Amendment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think with with laws or rules like this, people are going to become very well acquainted with the lack of their Fourth yeah. Amendment rights. And, but I think it's also a lack of education. Realize it, yeah. 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 I don't know yeah. that people even know what the government, first off, they don't even know what they are doing, nor what they are capable of doing yeah. with their computers and how much they're yeah, able some to invade their wa- privacy. Yeah, go around like, have, like with a post-it over like the camera mm-hmm. because anybody, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know about anybody, but somebody could like turn it on without yeah. you knowing. So I may have to be a little, I mean, I don't know what they're going to come after me for. I don't know what's on here. This show might be anti-American. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But it seems that they're able to do a lot of stuff. I mean, I think a lot of this came up with respect to, like, child pornography. They were putting, I guess, malware... when, once you would click on a site, that would kind of open up, expose your computer to this malware, and then you could kind of track what that computer mm-hmm. was doing, and then 
if they went to another site, it, you so know, for those reasons, spread. it sounds like okay, that's fine. What do I care? I don't have any it's child just, porn yeah. on my computer. But when somebody else uses it for a different reason, yeah. that's when things get scary. Yeah, and, and we just don't know the capability. And a lot of the tools the government would like to use to hack, they're not necessarily tested. We don't mm -hmm. know what kind of testing they've used to say that we're, we're safely hacking your, your systems. You <laughs> that know? It really just seems like it, the Wild Wild West. Like, yes. there's no real plan of action as to how this is really going to be rolled out. And like you yeah. said before, we're just going to have to see some of their missteps. But yeah. the interesting part to me is just the lack of education. Like, I feel like most people, um, I mentioned it in passing to somebody, and they were like, oh, they can't already do that. And I was yeah. like, no. Oh, Under the Patriot wow. Act, it feels like yeah. they're virtually. But, and that's what they were anything. saying. They yeah. were like, well, we thought, you know, when they rolled that out after 9 11, mm -hmm. that they pretty much had broad discretion to do whatever they wanted. And I'm like, no, people yeah. know. Um, but I don't know how we move forward to actually getting Americans to understand what their actual yeah. rights were we and how much we demand justice them. is served. It's sort of, yeah. <laughs> and it's difficult because with a hacking, you might not know the ramifications until years later. Yeah. So you might not find this out until the case is referring back to mm -hmm. something that happened five years ago. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we'll see how it goes down. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, another case that I'm really excited to see how it goes down is this Sheriff Lee Baca corruption case. This thing got really interesting uh, over the last week. So this case is about whether or not the top sheriff knew that there was obstruction of an FBI investigation into the, the jails. Mm -hmm. And so the couple of things that came out I mean, the trial is about to start. Jury selection is, is going on right now. Two things. He is trying to claim an Alzheimer's defense. Yes. I, I, think, it, I think it's valid, though, yeah. right? It, it seems like he has Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. Well, he's so. been diagnosed with it. Yeah. But I, I don't know if there's really any symptoms of it. And then this is years back <laughs> that this stuff was going. Yeah, they're, they're saying it would go to 2013 and about the false statements. They're not saying it would go to the, miss, the 2011, um, you know, what he was doing then. Right, when, which is why they're yeah. separating the two. Yeah, so I, you know what, if the medical doctor comes in and says he's got Alzheimer's and he started suffering from 2013, then I, I see no reason not to give my that some weight. My BS. My issue, <laughs> like, I'm with you, I'm calling BS just because my thing is like, when was he diagnosed? Like, when did this, like, when did you know you and had Alzheimer's? If he, if he was diagnosed yeah. with Alzheimer's and this was serious, why was he allowed Thank to just, you. No, 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 sounds, when did he retire? No, it sounds well, like he was diagnosed. He retired only because <laughs> of this. No, Sorry. It sounds like he was diagnosed after 2013, but the, the doctor's going to say that he was suffering from the symptoms in 2013. Oh, crap. Well, if you're suffering from Alzheimer's, you're going to suffer from it without knowing you're suffering from it. So. No, people around you would know. No, not in the beginning stages. It may start off as just repeating certain words. You, you know. repeat, beat up the innocent man who doesn't deserve to get his ass kicked, but we don't like him, so we're just going to well, do it well, anyway. One thing that we I talked about this last week, right? <laughs> this is what happened in the story. You you look at me like I'm crazy, no. but we we cover the story no, like, like this last week. Well, in 2011, so in 2011 we're saying he's culpable. There's no Alzheimer's, but in 2013 when he's talking to federal investigators, they're saying he may have been suffering from Alzheimer's and that may have influenced the way he spoke to them. And so I'm willing to hear the doctors say that he was suffering from Alzheimer's so, in 2013. Okay, so you have Alzheimer's and you're being interviewed by a reporter and you lie about knowing that the FBI was investigating your jails? Well, the thing about Alzheimer's is you... No, no, you really forgot. With Alzheimer's, you forget. You don't make shit up. <laughs> well, you know, if that's what he... I, I, I need to hear a medical professional. Right, Because right. I, I, I don't oh, know yeah, if that's yeah. necessarily true. I, think, I have no idea if that's necessarily true. Well, and the <laughs> interesting part is that yeah. there's so many different levels to Alzheimer's yeah. that I feel like you can pretty much throw anything out there, and if he literally had it, Alzheimer's it's going to fly. Because well, there are some cases where people go to an alternate yeah. dimension yeah. and they feel like things are happening that did not happen. Yeah, so, so I... 
If he was just that being crazy, devil's advocate here, like I, I agree with you. Would he be put you. on a medical leave? Well, no, no, no. They're saying that he was suffering from the beginning of it. They didn't know it at the time, but because he was diagnosed afterwards, I think it's certainly a question for a jury. I, okay, I, so the yeah. interesting I'm thing, thing I, I, just, I would like to know kind of exactly what were the extent of the details yeah, that he I, provided right. in that interview. I was there it, a lot yeah. of clarity? And then the good thing is that they've convicted a number of other of his subordinates mm-hmm. in connection with the same offenses. So if they are cor- corroborating the same things, that, the yeah. same details that he was giving in that yeah. interview, maybe that Alzheimer's but, defense is useless. Yeah, so I'm not saying he should be, you know, not guilty because of the defense. I'm saying it should go to a jury. They should be able to make a determination and listen to the experts and say, you know, here's what happens when you suffer from the beginning stages of Alzheimer's. I don't think we all know. I don't know. To me, it just screamed like mob boss. Like the lower ends always get the short end of the stick. And because the mob boss has the ability to kind of craft this crafty defense, he's going to get away scot-free. That's just where the line to investigators. I I think he's going to get convicted in 2011, and then we'll see what what role the Alzheimer's played. I don't know. They, well, hopefully, I mean, he might get, they said there's no kind of smoking gun mm-hmm. documents, yeah. Yeah. but I think in connection with the other people who might roll on him yeah. because they've now been convicted, right. that that's probably their best And bet. I think if the jury has a general, no, like if they know that there have been nine other convictions, um, so I think that'll be something. They may not. Yeah, so that'll be something to, you know, weigh. I think it'll be interesting. I mean, from what I was reading, they're going to keep the two juries totally separate. Yeah, this is a really interesting approach that the judge decided to take about the Alzheimer's Mm -hmm. thing. So, uh, okay, help me out with this. So one jury will hear about the Alzheimer's and Mm -hmm. another jury will not. Mm -hmm. But they're not deciding the same thing. One is... the, the the jury that is hearing about the Alzheimer's, they're going to be discussing whether he made false mm-hmm. statements to federal yes. investigators. Uh, and the, the jury that's not hearing about the Alzheimer's offense, they're just hearing the case about the obstruction of justice and uh, yeah. the conspiracy. Yeah. Right. Got it. However, okay. it convicted yeah. in the second jury the defense of having Alzheimer's prior to is going to be a valid defense to lower any type of punishment as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because he ha- if he has it, well, like he has it now. Yeah. So certainly, you know, they might keep you in jail and then let you compassionate release or something. You know? And yeah. then the other issue that came up is that there's this um, L.A. Times reporter that he sat down for an interview with, and then the question was, are was the judge going to force the reporter to testify? Mm. And normally, reporters do not go anywhere near. Uh, the witness stand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in this case, the judge said, nope, sorry, dude, you're going to testify. Did you think that the judge made the right call on that? Well, they're not... Um, yeah, I did, because they're not asking him to reveal his source. I think usually it's that they're not you know, called on to re- reveal their source, and usually journalists will say, look, I'll go to jail mm-hmm. before right, I reveal right. my source, because that's going to you know harm my ability to perform mm-hmm. my job. But in this case, there was an interview, and I think he's only going to be speaking to what he what what uh, Baca said in that interview. Right. Yes. So in that yeah. case, I think it makes I think it makes sense. And apparently, there was no um, there was no discussion at the time of the interview that the interview was meant to be confidential mm-hmm. or off the record. And so I think that supports. Who sits yeah. down with the LA Times reporter yeah. as soon as it's confidential? <laughs> right. Yeah. The bigger problem is the plea deal. So he he'd already had a plea deal that said you know I lied to investigators guilty, and then um, that plea deal wasn't accepted. Mm-hmm. So because whether or not the, the judge was like six months, yeah. no, that's not going to fly. So so if the jurors know about that, so we're going to have to question the jury to make sure they don't know, or, and they have to do it in a way that doesn't imply that he pled guilty to right, something. So, right. um, that'll be if this man yeah. theoretically this case is going to be very interesting. Yeah. I feel like there's there's so much mud on it already. Yeah. I think to get a clear idea is going to be hard. 
Oof, can't and wait to see how this They say it was such yeah. a fall from grace that yeah. he was viewed as like this great, great, you know, police yeah. sheriff and then, you know, underneath I was trying all. to figure yeah. out how old he was. I think he was 74. in the 70s. 74. Because I was trying to figure out, so I think this is interesting. So my dad and I were talking the other day. He's an executive at a company and they have a mandatory like retraction of responsibilities when you hit a certain age because mm. they just oh. feel like you shouldn't be responsible for certain contracts, certain conversations <laughs> when you get to a certain point, which I thought was really, really interesting. And so when I started reading about this case, I was like, hmm, is that something that we need to implement in the um, public sector? Wow, that's a good it's question. Gonna, it's a great balancing test because you know you're gonna people. Why well, the eyebrows? People I love the eyebrows. I'm like, give it to me. I'm, I, I want well, to hear. Well, because you're talking age discrimination. Well, no, I, I, but I yeah. get it. But you, we're talking about an but individual who was legit, trust, yeah, like so. was and had Alzheimer's and yeah. potentially may or may not have. Well, no, I think it's one thing to make a person step down when they have Alzheimer's. Yeah. I think it's another thing like to say you you're age. 70 years old and therefore your cognitive abilities. Are, well, we're are just impaired. saying let's do something else. But I, I, <laughs> Not I, you're fired. You know, I, I agree. If you're, I think if you hit a certain age and you're in a position of public trust, then maybe you should have you require for medical two checkups. Check. Yeah. yeah, two checkups a year. That's it. Just something that, yeah. in place because he's basically saying that he may or may not have known that he had Alzheimer's. Yeah. What was put in place to make sure that something like this didn't happen? For, yeah. So like, why wasn't he getting regular checkups to check for Alzheimer's at starting at the age seventy or sixty? Who knows? You know. So I, 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 think I think it's something that you can implement. In that, and then you know. and then he has to report. So like, what what about like pri- like privacy and and health? I, Except I, when you're now I when you're in a, public when you're an elected official, I mm-hmm. think then then you yeah. lose a little bit of that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he's about to, you know, claim the Alzheimer's defense for yeah. corruption. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think if a, if, you, if, if you're going to use that as a defense, yeah. the yeah. public gets to know about it when you if a president when you have were it privately um, diagnosed with Alzheimer's, I think they have a, you know, for dog, a duty you're about to, make to me come curse. out. Yeah. Yes, I better so, know. Yeah. So. Right. So again, I, I think yes, if you have a health issue and there's yeah. a reason to and support, and you're an elected official, yeah. Yes, but I think it should it should not just be age related. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying Check something ups. put in place to make sure that you are. In your right mind to make sure that you can still do your job. Yeah, you go to a doctor, but maybe twice a year after you're at a certain age, you know, and you're in a or some type of evaluation. Oh my gosh, we have hit the limit oh, on our yeah. time. We're going to have to finish the rest of the rundown next week. But thanks so much, everyone, for this lively debate. Yes. And thank you for joining us on Justice is Served. We hope that you'll join us again next week. In the meantime, like, comment, share. Tweet me at Chelsea Galicia. Everybody want to go around and. Yeah, you can find me at Shaka Strong on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Hi, you can find me at Ayemiams on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me at Dominique P underscore ESQ. Awesome, everyone. See you next week. Bye, guys. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Christen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at BlackHollywoodLive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio. Instagram me at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.